Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. If you're like me, then what you need right now is great leads. My number one lead source is a marketing engine called Pipeline Pro Tools. So we've hooked up with them to give you the playbook that I'm using that has generated over 12 leads in the last 90 days. So go to PipelineProTools.com slash Fight Club, book a quick demo so that they can help you figure out how many leads you will need in order to get the business that you're looking for. And then they will give you the playbook that I've been using for free. Again, that's PipelineProTools.com slash Fight Club. On today's episode of Real Estate Fight Club, we are going to find out if we're going to realtor jail. Rachel Real and I are going to talk about can the seller accept an offer prior to, what do you want to say, the expressed end date in the MLS? Right. Well, not even in the MLS. I mean, if they, if the listing agent communicates, hey, you know what, I'm going to put this property up on Friday and the seller is going to review all offers on Monday. Okay. Can the seller change their mind and, and accept an offer prior to that deadline that they set? <laughs> is there a case? There is a, a scenario. Let's, let's okay. call it a scenario. Okay. So in this particular scenario, the listing agent puts the property up. Buyer's agent shows the property on a Saturday. Buyer's agent says, hey, buyer likes the property. Contacts the listing agent and says, hey, we looked at this property. My buyer's interested. Listing agent says... Go ahead and write an offer if you want. Don't worry about it. We're not the seller's not going to review any offers until Monday. So you have the weekend. Buyer's agent takes the weekend, decides, okay, we'll we'll put it together. We'll write it up on Monday. No problem. It's a Saturday night. I'm gonna enjoy my Saturday night and write this up on Monday. Gets up then right later that afternoon, pulls up the property online and sees that it went contingent. What is the problem with this? Is there a problem? Whose problem is it? And let's talk about it. So what are your thoughts? My thought is I don't think it violates a code. Is there a code that was cited? No, this is just a, a scenario where okay. a, the distressed and angry buyer's agent says, hey, I don't think this is ethical behavior. I think this is wrong. It's unprofessional. This is what they told me. And now that the story has changed. Yeah. But here's the thing, like the seller can do whatever they want. Right. So it's like, ding, ding, ding. and that's the thing. So if, if I'm the buyer agent, then I'm probably more mad at myself for not getting the offer. <laughs> in. And if I'm Precisely. the listing agent, I'd be like, uh, sorry, man, like I get it. But the seller wanted to accept this offer. Like there's nothing I can do because it's not illegal. It's still fiduciary. It's not right. It's not illegal. It's right. It's not a fiduciary. Now, the buyer's agent in this particular situation was upset because they said, Hey, you know what? Shouldn't that listing agent have called me and said, Hey, things have changed. Don't have to. We have another offer. You don't, right. And the explanation is, You don't have to. The, it's so, up to the seller to guide the listing agent as right. to how they want to respond. So, if that listing agent, we don't know what happened behind the scenes, that listing agent went to the seller and said, Hey, we have another person that showed it on Saturday, Saturday morning. They expressed an interest in writing an offer on Monday. And I told them that we would be reviewing offers on Monday. And the seller says, Hey, I don't even need to go back to this one. The offer I have in hand is fantastic. There's no reason I'm going to, even if that offer was X, this offer is X plus 10,000. I don't want to, I'm not going to accept it. 
there's no reason to string this out until Monday. Honestly, if I'm the seller, I'm thinking like, if they really liked it, why don't I have the offer? And if this indication of their behavior, is this going to be a pain deal for me? So I just would rather not. And this offer looks good. Right. And, and, you know, it's, again, it's not up to us to decide whether or not we set the timeline. It's the seller that sets the timeline. It's the seller that can also change their mind. Can we talk about the elephant in the room though? Sure. You know. <laughs> Which elephant? I'm going to give you one. We got, lots of, we got lots of elephants in these rooms, right? I'm going to give you another. Okay. So, you know, I'm sure it was happening in your MLS too. They would write it like all offers to be reviewed on Monday at noon. Right. Basically, unless the seller decides to accept another offer prior to that. Well, that's dumb. Right. That's like the that's like the unwritten second half of the sentence that you don't have to write because the seller can always change their mind. Yeah. So, so even if there I is a deadline like there, and I well, right. Well, because they're putting it out there saying, here's the expectation. Here's what as of the time I'm typing this, the expectation is we're gonna put it up on Friday and we're gonna review offers on Monday. Now, will I say most of the time that happens? I'm gonna say in my experience, it's about 50-50. 50-50. I agree. Because, so, right, right. Say that's actually like better. And not dumb and annoying. <laughs> I think my the way I would word it, if I was a listing agent in this scenario, I would say seller intends to leave property open for showings and submission of offers until Monday at noon. Seller reserves the right to change this at any time. And see, that sounds so much better because it's not so finite. It's like the intention is this, but things change, which makes right. sense, right? But things change, right? Yes. If you get somebody comes walking up to your door with a suitcase of cash and says, I'll take it tomorrow. Why the hell would you spend the rest of the weekend dealing with showings and offers and all the other baloney? Is that another podcast? Should you accept cash in a <laughs> duffel bag for your house? So, okay. Probably so not, but I guess... We're not going to realtor jail. I can see why the buyer agent is a little... Now, l- wait, let me stop you there, though. The, the buyer, the listing agent may not be going to realtor jail, but does the client of the buyer's agent, so the buyer, Ooh. does that buyer have a beef? Is it a, co- is it a violation of the code of ethics? I don't know. I think if... I don't know. I mean, I know you're going to tell me, but here's my initial thought process, <laughs> not really knowing the code, if I were to write the code myself. I would say if the buyer was like, hey, I want to get my offer in and the agent was like, well, they're not doing it till Monday. Let's do it whenever. Then I think, but if the buyer, if the buyer- It's possible. It's possible. I think there, I have more questions than answers, but isn't it actual violence? Right, yeah. Is there a code specifically that talks about this? Well, you know what? There's standard practice 1-7 and 1-8 as well as 1-6. So one is kind of the catch-all of, you're, you're a fiduciary for your clients. You have to be acting in your client's best interests. Okay. So if you look at that just on the face of it, if my client says to me, hey, I'm interested, I'm going to let him know that, hey, I spoke with the listing agent. They said they're keeping the offers open until Monday, but I'm following that up with anything can change at any point in time. So if you want to put an offer on this property, it's in your best interest to do it right now. Whether or not I'm, you know, yes. I want to enjoy my Saturday or not, it's my fiduciary duty to my client to get that offer submitted that day. You know what would solve all these problems, Rachel? Communication. Be, you know, be a listing agent. That's well, that also might solve your problems. <laughs> it, it's a lot less stress, I will say. Yeah, it's, it's a lot not less. A, I don't know if it's a lot less stress, but it's definitely a bigger return on your investment of time and energy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Now, the other question is: is did this? The buyer may have a case here. I mean, and if you look at standard of practice 3-6, is realtors shall disclose the existence of accepted offers, including offers with unresolved contingencies to any broker seeking cooperation. So 
But he, in addition he to that, seek cooperation. Well, precisely. So, and you look at 1 15, it says realtors in response to inquiries from buyers or cooperating brokers shall, with the seller's approval, disclose the existence of offers on the property. Where disclosure is authorized, realtors shall also disclose, if asked, whether offers were obtained by the listing licensee, another licensee in the listing firm, or by a cooperating broker. So, after that initial inquiry of hey, here's, I have a client that's interested and the listing agent says we're not doing anything until Monday, that buyer's agent, in this particular situation, it happened pretty quickly, but even on Sunday afternoon or Monday morning when they were getting ready to write the offer, could still have inquired with that listing agent and said, hey, do you have any other offers? Here's the question. Because this particular buyer's agent was feeling like, hey, I think it maybe was an in-house deal. Maybe it they did something behind the scenes. And I said, well, did you ask any of those questions? Right. The answer was no. So if you don't ask the questions, that listing agent isn't obligated to proactively tell you about it. But if you ask, they have to be honest and they have to disclose with the seller's approval. Of course. Now, if the seller said, I'm not going to approve you, I'm not going to give you authorization to disclose the existence of any other offers. If a co-op agent asks that, then the appropriate answer is, I'm not authorized to disclose that information per my seller's guidance or seller's direction. So if you're the listing agent, change the language that says the intention is this, the intention is that, but anything can happen as we know. If you're the the buyer's agent, ask questions. Are there any offers? Are any of the offers with you or your brokerage, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Have a, like a variable rate. Absolutely. And you know what? I will tell you from personal experience, I had a buyers a couple of years ago that looked at a property It was a multiple offer situation. I asked all of these questions of the listing agent who called me out and said, you can't ask those questions. Yes, you can. And oddly enough, well, and it's funny, I have that standard of practice screenshotted on my phone because it's one of those that people go, well, listing agents always say, well, you can't ask those questions. Well, yes, I can. I'm going to send you this here. I asked the questions. They then had to disclose that they had one of the offers. There was a variable rate commission. Are they? I went back to my buyers. If the seller says no, don't disclose. If the seller says no, they can't disclose. Okay. Right. So the seller says, yeah, go ahead and disclose. Right. But I asked all the questions and my buyers, I went back to my buyers and said, here's the variable rate commission. Here's the difference. And here's how we're going to do the math. If you guys want this house, here's what we're going to have to do. We did that. And my client's offer was accepted over the listing agent's own buyer's offer. Boom. Get it. And that agent showed up to the home inspection, popped her head in because she lived in the neighborhood. She goes, she said to my buyer, she goes, I want you to know that your agent is awesome and she's the reason you got this house. Yeah. <laughs> Which was awesome. Stuff. Right. But it would have that was it was good reinforcement awesome. of the fact that this works. You should you have, have to ask the questions. Brokerage, Rachel. <laughs> but that was fantastic. I mean it was evidence to my clients that hey, these are the questions you have to ask. And if you know to ask these questions, it's going to be beneficial to you in the future. Well and this is your value to your buyer client. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are the resource. You know what you're doing. There's so many moving parts in a contract and you, you have to know them and you have to know the loopholes and you have to be able to solve the problems. Right. And you have to know what you can and can't do in those particular situations. You know what I say? You know, when I started, when I started asking about do what? Do whatever and see what happens. Even if you're not allowed (laughs) to, who cares? Right. Oh boy. I played the fifth on that one. I'm not talking about that. But when I asked her what the variable was, she's like, wait a minute, this is, I don't even know if we can talk about this. I said, oh, we absolutely can. Yeah. And here's where it says you can do that. 
Well, Rachel, awesome. people do have a referral for you in Chicago. What is the best way to get a hold of you? Best way to reach me is by cell phone at 630-542-8688 or via email at rreal at dealwithreal.com. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel. That was a good one. That was. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics. 